0: WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. <laughs>
1: It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know. With Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 19th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sun clouds today. The high going to be 43. Tonight and overnight, clear, low 32, and then a little warmer for Wednesday, sunshine, high 49. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 36, partly cloudy in Nyack up in Rockland County, 37, partly cloudy in Glassboro down in New Jersey. And it is 38 and a few clouds outside our Midtown Studios. A whole lot to get to as we work our way up, 6 o'clock hour, sit and friends in the morning. Of course, yesterday was all about the storm, the rain, the intense winds. Uh, lots of people, of course, spending the afternoon when the sun came out. For some, at least where I was, the sun actually came out. Uh, and there was just junk everywhere. Trash cans, tree limbs, tons of stuff to clean up. Uh, so that wasn't so intense. More intense is the flooding that is happening and will continue to happen as some rivers crest across the tri-state over the next couple hours. Uh, New Jersey and, let's say, Long Island and Queens, for sure, were the hardest hit areas. Parts of New Jersey during that storm that started really more intensely late Sunday night, into monday morning and then didn't really move out until the early afternoon parts of new jersey got five inches of rain in a really short period of time so uh large rivers that typically take longer to crest uh some of them will do so today they're watching the water levels rise at the passaic river in northern new jersey they think that will crest today and so Uh, There's been flooding already for sure, no doubt, but it could get worse for people who live near these rivers as the day wears on today. When it comes, it usually comes like a day, two days later after they say it,
0: and it's bad. It's bad. So just don't want it
1: happening again. That's a homeowner in Fairfield who's really worried about what's going to happen there. Uh, the Passaic River in Pine brick that reached about 19 feet as of about 11 o'clock in the morning yesterday. Um, they think it'll go higher today, and so everybody's watching all these rivers. The river's
0: going to go up before it's going to go down, so we just have to be prepared. People that don't live in this town don't understand it, so they'll be like, what do you mean Fairfield's closed?
1: Yeah, so uh parts of Fairfield uh, were cut off yesterday from floodwaters again. It could get worse today in Patterson. Actually, they're so worried about the flooding that'll take place today that they're actually keeping schools closed cuz they'd be worried about getting kids back home after it's over. So, kids are off today. We want to keep people out of harm's way, and
0: we believe that it is prudent at this juncture for me to declare a state of emergency in the city of Patterson.
1: That's the mayor of Patterson. They deal with flooding all the time, but this, of course, worse than usual. And then we go around the horn because there's just problems everywhere. The good news here. Let's start with the good news is most people who lost power yesterday do have it back on. So the utility companies have done a pretty good job of getting everybody rewired. Let's stay in New Jersey for a moment. Lots of cleanup. In Paramus, the wind gusts exceeded about 50 miles per hour yesterday. Uh, here's somebody who lives in a home there, says a, tree toppled into his home while he was sleeping he took his cell phone out and turned the flashlight on the cell phone to see he thought something was going on and realized there was part of a tree in his living room
2: we turned the lights on and
1: that's when we saw the uh, branch actually through the ceiling of our bedroom yeah so uh, thankfully he was not hurt so but they do have a mess to clean up uh in pompton plains things magnified midday as the pompton river reached major flood- flood stage uh, it shut down a stretch of route 23 uh threatened a bunch of local businesses there the water's been coming up very quick yeah and uh like within hours it's just been getting closer and closer we've just been trying our best to get everything off the ground because um you know a lot of this stuff's electric and very expensive if it gets ruined and then we were talking to drivers all day yesterday. Uh, these folks in northern New Jersey said they watched as uh, some streets they normally go down were impassable. Others were down to one lane. I've seen accidents. I've seen flooded. I actually pushed a dude through some flooded
2: water over there by the Passaic on 20. It's really bad. It's also kicking up a lot of water off the tires, especially on the highways.
1: Yeah, uh, and for others, they say even by the end of the day, uh, streets that they thought where the water would recede had not receded, um, and so it was tough.
0: There was a big flood on the road just cause it was like going downhill, so all the water collected and a lot of cars hydroplaning.
2: It took me an hour to get to work. It usually takes me 30
1: minutes. And uh, it wasn't just in New Jersey. Let's uh, head over to Queens, Long Island, where things were bad as well. Yesterday in Whitestone, we watched on as a giant a tree damaged a bunch of cars as it fell over. Uh, one homeowner in Rosedale, uh, which sits on an inlet. So Rosedale Queen sits on an inlet that leads to Jamaica Bay. So when things get bad there, they do get flooding and they're used to it. But they say it was really bad yesterday. They're worried it could be worse today.
0: You could hear the wind, you know, sounding like a freight train. You know, it's like, I don't know, you know, when we're going to get hit again. And we're going to get hit again. We're going to get another big one.
1: And then we'll move out to Long Island and Patchogue out on Long Island. Same thing, floodwaters that started to recede there, thankfully. And now people are taking a closer look at the damage that has been done. We
0: just wrapped up all the gifts for Christmas and all of them got wet because we hide in that corner from the kids and grandkids. So everything got wet.
1: Yeah, so uh, not fun for any of these people. Again, a lot of these places are places that do normally flood, but not this bad. And uh, what we'll be watching again today is as these rivers crest, some of them around noon or so, things could get a whole lot worse, especially in Patterson. They're thinking not so great. That's why they closed the schools there. WABC News Time 508. Let's go up to Dutchess County getting an awful story out of East Fishkill. A police officer there killed in an accident last night. This was about... About 6 o'clock, an East Fishkill Police Department officer traveling on the Taconic left the roadway in the vehicle for some unknown reason, struck a tree. Uh, the officer was taken to the hospital where, unfortunately, he passed away. He was the sole occupant of that vehicle. His identity has not been released East Fishkill police tell us they'll release more information about this horrendous death a little bit later this morning. Down to Washington at 509 Southwest Airlines agreeing to a record-setting civil penalty over last year's holiday travel nightmare. Remember Although Southwest passengers were stranded, many of them had their holidays ruined when things went haywire for Southwest during the Christmas break.
2: This is not just about holding Southwest accountable for the, the holidays and uh, plans that were destroyed a year ago, but also about setting a new precedent.
1: Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg there says the Department of Transportation says the airline has agreed to pay a $140 million fine. That's 30 times more than any other fine for violating consumer protection laws during the year-end holiday travel period last year. Southwest canceled almost 17,000 flights, leaving 2 million travelers stranded. We really need to send a message
2: to the entire airline industry that you have to take care of passengers, do the right thing, run your operations well, or there will be a consequence, and our department will
1: hold you accountable. Of course, this does not make up for all those ruined vacations last year. So many members of the military used Southwest to fly home. They weren't able to do so. But we want
2: to make sure the majority of it doesn't go to the U.S. Treasury, but rather goes to customers. So as part of this settlement, uh, Southwest will have to pay $75 vouchers going forward to any other mm-hmm. passengers over the next three years who are stranded,
1: All right. And the transportation secretary says, hey, this is a warning to the other airlines. Do your job. Sunday after Thanksgiving, we had the most airline passengers ever in U.S. history and cancellations were less
2: than one half of one percent. So we have seen real improvements. My hope and expectation
1: is that that will continue. The uh, settlement also requires Southwest to create a fund that will be used to pay or provide travel vouchers to passengers whose flights are delayed or canceled due to a factor in the airline's control so that it doesn't include things like weather. Up to and overseas to Rome, uh, many people in the LGBTQ plus community cautiously optimistic following the Catholic Church's announcement yesterday that it will allow same-sex couples to be blessed. Tony Lima works for a company that provides services for the LGBTQ plus community. And he believes Pope Francis's decision to allow same-sex blessings is a huge deal. And he believes just the start of something bigger.
0: Many people of faith within the LGBTQ community who are raised Catholic have always been pushed to other more welcoming and inclusive churches. So to know now that the Catholic Church is accepting is a great sign for humanity
2: as a whole.
1: The Vatican announcing this landmark decision yesterday, saying priests can give blessings if they're not given as part of a regular church ritual.
2: The Pope
0: is very understanding of the times that we're living in, and really has a sense for humanity being diverse. So I think it's a hopeful step forward.
1: So blessing gay marriage, is that
0: next? For me, growing up Catholic as an openly gay man, it's incredibly validating. It tells me that the church that I grew up in, that at once, seemed to hate people like me is coming around and will now be accepting and loving and supportive.
1: Yeah, at least that's the reaction from a member of the gay community uh, here in the city. 512, President Biden's approval rating falling to a new low. We thought it was already at a low, but apparently lower. The New
2: Monmouth University poll released today shows just 34 percent of Americans approve of Biden's performance in the White House compared to 61 percent who disapprove. The president received particularly poor marks for his handling of immigration and inflation. This comes as Biden's approval rating has been lingering below 40 percent for months, with the 2024 election less than 11 months away. I'm Lisa Taylor.
1: 513 Israel facing growing pressure at home internationally over its campaign in Gaza against Hamas. Reporter Richard Angle. Says um, there's more information on those three hostages who were mistakenly killed by Israeli troops on Friday. The three Israeli hostages in Gaza made white flags to warn their own army not to shoot, smearing SOS in old food and writing in Hebrew, help three hostages. The Israeli military released the images overnight. Yeah, and the investigation continues into why the soldiers uh, shot at them. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, he was in Tel Aviv yesterday reiterating America's commitment to Israel while also pushing for the need to protect civilians from harm in Gaza. Israel's chief of staff told soldiers the friendly fire could have been avoided. Saying the hostages took off their shirts so that no one would think they have an explosive device, and held a white cloth on a pole to identify themselves. Yeah, one Israeli woman uh, speaking about her anger with the government. I am angry that the government let this get, let this situation get so far. I am angry at the world that is not supporting a deal right now because this is the only way to bring them back home. Yeah, And uh, this is a big deal. Those protests continue daily in Israel with the hostage families taken to the streets, demanding that Benjamin Netanyahu work harder to bring their loved ones back home. And let's get back to uh, Secretary Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who was in Tel Aviv yesterday telling uh, reporters that the meetings with the Israeli government went well.
0: Hamas has clearly and loudly spelled out its vision of the future, and it is to repeat October 7th over and over and over again. No country should
2: tolerate such a danger.
1: Austin says the U.S. stands by Israel's right to defend itself from Hamas, but he emphasized that Israeli forces must do everything possible to avoid civilian casualties in Gaza.
0: Israel has every right to defend itself against a fanatical terrorist group whose stated purpose is to murder Jews and eradicate the Jewish state. Hamas is still holding hostages, including American citizens. Hamas embeds itself and hides itself behind innocent palestinian civilians
1: so the visit comes as israel's again facing this growing pressure to scale back its operations in gaza due to the rising civilian death toll there has been word the government has told the u.s that come january they'll pull back a little bit that remains to seen remains to be seen if it will happen all right 515 let's head over to the 77 wabc sports department no wabc department, sports yeah. desk yeah that works I forget what we call it. Is it a sports I, I, desk? I think it's a desk. Oh, yeah. there we go. I don't know. I'm losing my mind a little bit today. <laughs> the, let's try it again. There you go. 515, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin Ellick. Well, that works. No,
0: I'm leading. It's a big
1: desk I'm sitting at here. It is, actually. <laughs> it's bigger than mine.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is weird now that you think about it. Uh, week 15 action in the NFL rounded out last night with the Philadelphia Eagles in Seattle to meet the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Drew Locke threw a 29-yard touchdown pass with 28 seconds left to capping a 92-yard drive, uh, playing for the injured Geno Smith, and the Seahawks stunned the Eagles 20-17, to ending a four-game skid and getting back into NFC playoff contention. Now 7-7 overall. Seattle moved into a logjam with four teams currently at 500 that are battling for the NFC's last two playoff spots. Philadelphia now 10-4, and lost its third straight, and wasted a chance to move a game ahead of Dallas. In the uh, NFC East, the defending NFC champion Eagles have already secured a playoff spot. Moving to basketball.
1: Did you see the uh, Jalen Hurts press conference afterwards? Yeah. Where uh, Jalen Hurts said that his, he felt like his teammates weren't committed. They're not. As the And so then a reporter asked him, what does commitment mean to you? And he said, I don't know. I don't have a dictionary. Well, I mean... The- <laughs> That was his actual response.
0: Yeah, well, me means playing better than
1: that. I'll tell you that. Much. Okay. I just thought it was funny. That's how he responded. Yeah,
0: I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, can we move to basketball now? Is that okay? Go ahead. All right, thanks. Yeah, you're at the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Move into basketball, and the hardwood in the hardwood in Los Angeles. Jalen Brunson scored 11 of his 29 points in the fourth quarter, and the New York Knicks overcame LeBron James' 109th career triple-double for a 114 uh, to 109 victory over the Lakers. Julius Randle had 27 points and 14 rebounds, and Emmanuel quickly scored 20 points while the Knicks hung tough in the final minutes, fended off a rally led by James to earn their second road win over the Lakers this season. They went two, uh, two and two on the western portion of their five game road trip in Utah. The Nets lost to the Jazz by a score of 125 to 108. Camp Thomas led the Nets with 32 points and Spencer Dinwiddie chipped in 17 points, 11 assists and eight rebounds. Brooklyn's three game winning streak against Utah was snapped at the loss. They ended their five game road swing with four losses, dropping them to 500 overall in the year at 13 and 13. In hockey, local teams had a collective night off last night, but all three will be back on the ice tonight at 7 p.m. The Rangers will face off against uh, against the Maple Leafs in Toronto while the Devils welcome in the Philadelphia Flyers. At 7.30 p.m., the Islanders will get going at home against the visiting Edmonton
1: Oilers. That's Sports Gnome, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. WABC News Time 520. While there remains hesitancy about the COVID shot, a new study shows that parents are really eager and willing to get their kids vaccinated against RSV. Uh, Dr. Simon Hayter says it's because stories showing the virus's effects are just all over social media, TikTok, uh, YouTube, that kind of thing. Every
0: parent. A young child has heard, I think, a horror story of someone
1: else's child getting really sick. Yeah, so his first kind of a study that was done at Texas A&M found that more than 70% of American parents plan to have their children vaccinated against RSV, but only 40% intend to get their kids the COVID booster. That personal experience is what really pushes up the the rates for RSV. A lot of the benefits of children getting vaccinated are not directly for the children. They're for the elderly in their communities. Yeah, some of that is, has to do with the fact that young kids get really sick from RSV. That's not usually the case if they catch COVID. Homelessness. In the U.S. at an all-time high, that's according to the uh, study from HUD. Uh, Mel Tuleke, he runs a non-profit that provides free showers to people living in the streets. The
2: system is completely overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, and he points to a rise in housing housing costs, the opioid epidemic, uh, mental health issues, and the migrant crisis as factors that are making the problem worse in places like New York and Los Angeles. I don't
2: see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City.
1: One Los Angeles business owner says uh, she's frustrated by the lack of homeless people utilizing resources in the city.
2: we we'll feed them. We offer food, but if they don't want it, what can we do? It's very frustrating. They'll throw things at you and they'll grab
1: you. It's been intense in the streets the last couple of years. This new report from the Department of Housing and Urban Development shows the number of people experiencing homelessness is up 12%. That's just compared to last year. Officials say the results indicate an urgent need for solutions. 522 out to SeaWorld in San Diego where a beloved beluga whale has passed away. Fans
0: loved Ferdinand for his playful personality and- uniquely elongated head plus his size. He was one of the largest at 2,000 pounds. SeaWorld says Ferdinand was also the oldest beluga whale residing in any zoo around the world. He was about 53 years old and most belugas live between 30 and 50 years. He came to San Diego from a German zoo in 2004 and helped scientists learn more about beluga whales. On SeaWorld's Facebook post, hundreds of people are sharing stories about Ferdinand. I'm Lucinda Kay.
1: The NBA doubling down on their investment into gambling. The league taking an equity stake in this Texas-based company is called Nvenue That's at the forefront of something called micro-betting. The
2: bet that can be placed during the game and you get the outcome during the game. Simple things like, will Dak throw a C D lamb for a touchdown on this possession? That's
1: the company's Jeremy Jones, who predicts their deal with the NBA will someday lead to longer viewing times. Betting on the next
2: play really requires speed and scale and only really can be done with
1: powerful predictive technology like ours. If I can place a wager to bet that my team is the next to score 15 and make a run, that's going to keep me engaged. Yeah, they're going to keep taking money out of our wallets. No, even if a team is getting blown out, uh, you can still bet fans can keep Betting it went live with the NBA on League pass during the uh, finals uh, last year five twenty four Apple will be stopping its sale of its new series nine and Ultra to watch uh, patent disputes over the device 's blood oxygen monitor will be keeping the watch off shelves. Uh, Some experts believe pulling the watches just before Christmas could encourage last-minute gift buyers. Apple
0: can boost sales not only of the Apple Watch, but of the higher-end versions of the Apple Watch. Those are the two models here that we're really talking about, the Series 9 and the Ultra. Well, that's a very good thing for Apple.
1: Yeah, so the deal is there people would be racing to buy this watch because Apple says they'll take it off the shelves beginning December 21st. So you can still go out and buy one right now. Actor uh, John Majors has been dropped by Marvel. After being found guilty in his domestic violence trial here in the city. Majors' character Kang the Conqueror was set to be a major figure in the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward, with the MCU building future story arcs around the character. Kang the Conqueror most recently appeared in the second season of the Disney Plus series Loki. A jury found Majors guilty of one count of assault and one count of harassment. He was also found not guilty on another count of assault and one of aggravated harassment. The 34-year-old was accused of assaulting his ex-girlfriend. I'm Brian Shook. WABC News Time 525. 2024 will be a really busy year for stargazers. On the slate for
2: the new year are meteor showers, eclipses, and supermoons. Top celestial spectacles are the Quandraditz meteor shower January 3rd and 4th. The Lyrid meteor showers between April 21st and 22nd have been observed for 2,700 years. The next one will be in 2042. And the Penumbra Lunar Eclipse happens March 25th and a total solar eclipse April 8th over the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, and will be the last total eclipse until 2044. Matt Passini, NBC News Radio.
1: Alicia Keys' musical, Hell's Kitchen, going to head to Broadway. The New York City native and Grammy Award winner announcing the news at the Public Theater where it is currently running.
2: We are beyond ecstatic. The Hell's Kitchen is transferring to Broadway!
1: Yeah, big deal for her. The musical loosely based on Keys Life, growing up in Hell's Kitchen neighborhood. Previews begin March 28th ahead of opening night. April 20th, tickets uh, are actually already on sale. The opening bell, it rings this morning on Wall Street after stocks closed higher to start the week on Monday. Tech shares actually led the way as the market added to its seven-week winning streak. U.S. Steel surged 25% after Japan's Nippon Steel said it would buy the company in a nearly fifty. Billion dollar deal. So at the closing bell, the Dow gained one point. The S and P 500 added 21. The Nasdaq rose 91 points. Talk Radio 77 WABC. it's the 77 wabc news hour talking the news with noam laden all the news you need to know with joe nolan traffic justin ellick sports and now talking the news with noam on 77 wabc yep that's me good morning it is tuesday december 19th your forecast from the ramsey mazda weather center sun clouds today high 43 tonight and overnight clear low 32 and then wednesday sunshine a little bit warmer high 49 if you are walking out the door with us right now so happy you are 36 partly cloudy in nyack up in rockland county 37 and partly cloudy in glassboro down in new jersey and 38 and a few clouds outside our midtown studios right now we'll start this half hour out in Brooklyn, the NYPD reaching out to us to try and help solve the murder of a guy who owned a laundromat in Brooklyn. He was known as Money Perkins. Uh, and people who lived in his community, this uh, laundromat on Clarendon Road, say he was one of the kindest people you want to meet. This 37-year-old shot and killed uh, in his laundromat. Four kids, they look like kids, walked in. And there was this violent robbery that took place. It was caught on surveillance camera. We're putting this footage up, uh, not of his murder, but of the four people they're looking for, up at WABCradio.com. Uh, people who uh, knew this uh, Money Perkins say he was a great guy. Uh, they held a press conference begging for anybody who recognizes these four gunmen to come forward and turn them in. Please help us get justice.
0: We are sick and tired of this. When are we in the black and the brown community gonna put an end to the senseless gun violence?
1: So Money, as he was known, Money Perkins, a husband and father of three children, a two-year-old toddler, an eight-year-old daughter, and a 17-year-old son who was applying for college. All of them now have to face this holiday season, and for that matter, the rest of their lives without their dad. A GoFundMe page has been created now to raise money to support his children. People who used Money Perkins' laundromat, uh, they were raving about what a great guy he was, too.
0: If we didn't have soap, he provided it. If you ran out, he didn't worry about things like that. If you left, he would put the money in the machine and make sure your clothes was washed and started.
1: So there is a reward with uh, anybody who gives information uh, that leads to an arrest. If you saw or heard anything or know the suspects involved, of course, police urging you to speak up. Same with the Perkins family. They're desperate for you to speak up. And if you want to take a look at these creeps, go to wabcradio.com. New York City officials disputing these complaints about flooding at the migrant tents at Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn from all that rain Sunday into Monday. Uh, Monday. New York City Emergency Management Commissioner Zach Iskell, he uh, actually visited the site yesterday saying the tents remain dry and that there's only minor ponding outside. Uh, these structures are incredibly, incredibly strong. They are designed to handle much more severe weather and winds. Immigration uh, coalition, though, claimed that the heavy rain and winds caused the tents to flood and come apart. But his says he visited the site yesterday and there are no serious problems. They make loud noises that can be very scary for folks. Um, but at no time point in time were they in danger of collapsing. There are roughly two thousands of adults and children staying at the facility, which was pretty controversial when the Adams administration first moved forward with the plans to set up the shelter at that site. Five thirty five. Just this horrible deaths of these two young twin children up in the Bronx. We don't know what happened to them, but cops investigating the death of the two first responders called to the sixth floor of this apartment in the Mount Hope section of the Bronx about 1130 yesterday. A boy and a girl five-year-old twins found dead. Officials say no signs of obvious trauma and their deaths remain under investigation.
0: The MEO let us know based on their investigation in our crime scene unit of whether it was foul play. The kids were sick last week. And they were sent home from school.
1: Detectives say that the children were sent home sick from school last week. They say carbon monoxide not believed to be involved in the death. The children were staying home from school yesterday and their mother was home with them when they became unresponsive. This was about 11 a.m. Police say the father was at work. He ran home after learning of the tragedy. The
2: father
0: is currently at the 4-6 precinct cooperative. The mother was removed to the hospital for treatment. She's not injured. But she's emotionally distorted
1: Yeah. So the family has no history of children's services visiting them. The police have never been there before. The medical examiner there yesterday will determine the cause of death. Neighbors say there were no warning signs of trouble. They seem like great parents. The little
0: girl was playing with the little boy. And the mother telling them to come on and they go on to bed. And they
2: looked healthy.
0: Healthy, everything. It was playing around that like they. it wasn't like anything was wrong with them. That's the
1: sad thing about it. And last night, neighbors and clergy lit candles outside this apartment building. They're not
0: alone. I was just wanting to let them know that we're here for them. The families are beautiful. They take care of the kids every day. It just is. I'm shocked by myself. How this
1: happen? A yeah, strange and awful story. We reached out to the NYPD overnight to get more details, but they didn't have any for us. WABC News Time 539, a pro-Palestinian rally on the move in Manhattan last night. Hundreds of pro-Palestinian demonstrators inside uh, Penn Station disrupting the evening commute. Same goes for Grand Central Terminal. The group saying it's hoping to disrupt transportation on one of the busiest travel weeks of the year. All right, so there was a bizarre moment last night. Alec Baldwin, the actor was apparently walking through this neighborhood when the Palestinian protesters were out on 7th Avenue. And one of the protesters caught his attention and this heated argument began. Now we can't hear it all. There's, there were cameras, of course, that went up immediately when people saw it was Alec Baldwin. There's cops racing in to protect the protesters and Alec Baldwin for that uh, matter. Uh, here's a little bit of what this sounded like last night when Alec Baldwin started yelling at one of the protesters.
2: You already got your mind made up of a pretty big question. Is that right? Eh? Oh, I asked you
0: a question. I'm Spartans, is that your answer? Is that your answer? You ask stupid questions. Ask you me a small question. Do you think that
2: you is a big man? It's
0: big man.
1: So it's not clear as if he was mad at the protesters for what they were protesting or that they were getting in his way. I imagine that'll be sorted out as the morning wears on. But police at some point said it got so hostile that they told Alec, you better walk away. And he did with those uh, police officers by his side. Out to. Jersey City, Jersey City Mayor Stephen Fulop touting his public safety advancements that he says the city has made throughout the year and his administration. The mayor says the city has a historic low homicide rate and it's lower than the entire East Coast. When you compare
0: the hundred largest cities in the country, which is generally where a comparison is, Um, Jersey City, for the first time, ranks lower than New York from a homicide
1: rate, safer. Jersey City reported 10 homicides this year in comparison to a dozen last year and down from 26 in 2015. There were 47 shootings on record this year, down from 52 last year. Uh, the mayor, of course, touting these numbers as he's making a run for governor. So, of course, he wants you to know how great the city is. We'd
0: rather it go down than up. We would, again, like to see even more going down by next year.
2: We're going to be instituting a number of new programs to try to continue this progress.
1: Police commissioner there in Jersey City. So the eastern half of the United States, we have the lowest homicide rate, which really speaks, speaks to the progress we've made. And I imagine those numbers will be part of his campaign as he runs for governor. Democratic lawmakers meanwhile in New Jersey introducing legislation to make it easier to build affordable housing in New Jersey. Assemblywoman Yvonne Lopez introducing this measure, uh, saying the bill would create a neutral panel to mediate conflicts about how much and where these units should be
2: built. Moving forward, this bill offers a clear and comprehensive pathway towards meeting our shared housing goals. It
1: would uh, streamline the process for local municipalities as well. But it is our hope that through this legislation and the
2: holistic approach it represents, that we can begin to shrink that gap and, in turn, provide more affordable housing for all residents.
1: And while we're in New Jersey, an artificial intelligence hub being planned for Princeton, Governor Murphy says it will bring together AI researchers, startup companies, and universities and colleges to advance the use of artificial intelligence. New
2: Jersey, alongside Princeton University, is poised to shape the future of this revolutionary field and unleash a new century
1: of game-changing Discovery. Murphy says the hub will advance innovation in AI technologies, drive a job growth, economic development across the region. It will
2: enable leading experts to come together to focus on the development and innovation of AI techniques, applications, and hardware, as well as the societal implications of AI. Together, we will leverage Princeton's leadership in AI and the strengths of the central New Jersey region to establish an integrated hub of AI activity.
1: That's the president of Princeton University. 544 will bring it back into this city. So many migrants have come here over the last year, more than 130,000. How about a good story about one of them? Uh- Her name is Mary Angel Vargas. She left her native Colombia with her family and made the dangerous walk across Mexico, eventually coming to the city. Now she is 11 years old. She's um, been here just a little over a year. And she is this budding chess master. In fact, she's considered one of the best chess players in the country at her age. Now, her English isn't so great, and she doesn't feel so comfortable using it, but what's great about chess is you don't really need to have necessarily have language skills to play it. Russ Makovsky, he runs this group called The Gift of Chess, and he's been bringing some of these migrant kids in to teach them chess. Now, this uh, girl, Mary Angel, just learned how to play chess a year ago, and now she's one of the best players, 11-year-olds, in the nation, which is unbelievable.
2: It wasn't any more, longer about migrant, refugee, it was more about chess player. How well do you play over the game? And when they became, became defined by how well they played the game, they grew confidence, and they grew friends, and, they, and, and their
0: identity was no longer as a refugee, but as someone that's intelligent, a thinker, a chess player, a New Yorker.
1: And uh, what's her family still living in a hotel as they try to figure out and move their way through New York City. Uh, she's in school, but now she's traveling to all these chess competitions because she's unbeatable. Chess is a long journey. And
0: as long as I see incremental um, success and her passion remains the same, we're committed to
1: helping her go as far as she possibly can. Yeah, we will follow her story. 5.45, let's head over to this 77 WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin Eller. Thank you, Noam
0: Allen. Start here on the Gridiron. Week 15 action in the NFL. Did round out last night with the Philadelphia Eagles in Seattle. We meet the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Drew Locke filling in for an injured Geno Smith through a 29-yard touchdown pass with 28 seconds left to cap a 92-yard drive, and the Seahawks stunned the Philadelphia Eagles 20-17. to ending a four-game skid and getting back into NFC playoff contention. Now 7-7 seven and seven overall, Seattle moved into a logjam with four teams currently at 500 that are battling for the NFC's last two playoff spots. Philadelphia now 10-4, lost its third straight and wasted a chance to move a game ahead of Dallas in the NFC East. The defending NFC champion Eagles have already secured a playoff spot. Moving to basketball and the hardwood in Los Angeles, Jalen Brunson scored 11 of his 29 points in the fourth quarter, and the New York Knicks overcame LeBron James' 109th career uh, triple-double for a 114-109 victory over the Lakers. Julius Randle had 27 points and 14 rebounds, and Emmanuel quickly scored 20 points, while the Knicks hung tough in the final minutes and fended off a rally led by James to earn their second road win over the Lakers this season. They went 2-2 and on the western portion of their five-game road trip. In Utah the Nets lost to the jazz by a score of 125 to 108 Cam Thomas led the Nets with 32 points and Spencer Dinwiddie chipped in 17 uh, along with 11 assists and eight rebounds Brooklyn's three game winning streak against Utah was snapped with the loss uh, they ended their five game road swing with four losses dropping them to 500 overall in the year at 13 and 13. in hockey local teams had a collective night off last night but all three will be back on the ice tonight at 7 p.m. the Rangers will face off against the Maple Leafs in Toronto. Uh, while the Devils welcome in the Philadelphia Flyers at 7.30 p.m. The Islanders will get going at home against the visiting Edmonton Oilers. No, that is sports, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77
1: WABC. As you've been hearing from Joe, uh, the flooding still an issue this morning. This says um, some major rivers could crest, uh, one of them being the Passaic River. And uh, the information, new information, is this river may not crest until actually later today. I had initially said noon, but now we're getting information that it may not be until Tuesday evening into Wednesday morning. And it has been a mess in some of these towns already that are near the river. In Fairfield, there was a lot of flooding, and it could get a whole lot worse. Well, when it comes, it usually comes like a day, two days later after they say it.
0: And it's bad. It's bad. So just don't want it happening again.
1: Yeah, so you have a lot of people watching the river today.
0: The river's going to go up before it's going to go down, so we just have to be prepared. People that don't live in this town don't understand it. So they'll be like, what do you mean Fairfield's
1: closed? And and uh, the prediction is going to be so bad that in uh, Patterson, uh, they have closed schools today. Here's the mayor. We want to keep people out of harm's way.
0: And we believe that it is prudent at this juncture for me to declare a state of emergency in the city of Patterson.
1: And lots of people affected, of course, all across the tri-state from the storm. Uh, Some of it was from the high winds, those power outages that were as high. As 50,000 yesterday morning, most of those people have been rewired and the juice is flowing this morning. Other people just, uh, you know, recovering from the damage done to their yard, to their houses, uh, tree limbs, just everywhere in my neighborhood. They were all over the place, trash cans strewn, a lot of cleanup is going to be done today. And Paramus, uh, this one homeowner, says the wind gusts there were about 50 miles per hour. And he said he heard a loud thud, uh, turned on the lights and realized that a tree had come through his house. We turned the lights on, and then that's when we saw the uh, branch actually through the ceiling of our bedroom. In uh, Pompton Plains, things up magnified midday yesterday as the Pompton River reached major flood stage. People were pulling things out of their basement and pulling their cars higher up so they were on dry ground. The water's been coming up very quick, yeah, and uh, like within hours, it's just been getting closer and closer.
2: We've just been trying our best to get everything off the ground because... Um, you know, a lot of this stuff's electric and very expensive and if it gets ruined.
1: And as you heard from Joe, just driving, it hasn't been easy in some places. It's better this morning, for sure, than it was yesterday. I've seen
2: accidents. I've seen flooded I actually pushed a dude through some flooded water over there by
1: the Passaic on 20. It's really bad. It's also kicking up a lot of water off the tires, especially on the highways. So most of this was in low-lying areas where they're prone to flooding, but other places, they don't normally see the flood waters. So that made some streets impassable, and some of them still impassable today. There
0: was a big flood on the road just because it was like going downhill, so all the water collected, and... A lot of cars hydroplaning.
1: It took me an hour to
2: get to work. It usually takes me 30 minutes. Uh, Lake Hiawatha, there was a lot of flooding. A lot of trees were falling down. My, my backyard, uh, it's already flooding. I think our house is flooded already. I th-
1: yeah so new jersey hit hard for sure yesterday in some places they got five inches of rain in that really short period when the storm began about 9 30 at night and then finally moved out around noon yesterday but also long island and queens were hit hard in whitestone uh we watched on as a tree fell over damaging a slew of cars uh, a homeowner in rosedale queens uh she has a house that sits on an inlet that leads to jamaica bay they do see flooding here high tide means big problems uh she already saw floodwaters out of her home yesterday. She fears it'll get worse.
0: You could hear the wind, you know, sounding like a free train. You know, it's like, Shh. I don't know, if, you know, when we're going to get hit again. I and mean, we're going to get hit again. We're going to get another big one.
1: In Patchogue out on Long Island, same thing. Floodwaters that have started to recede, uh, but uh, the damage has been done. So
0: we just wrapped up all the gifts for Christmas, and all of them got wet because we hide in that corner for, from the kids. And grandkids, so everything got
1: wet. Yeah, they'll have to rewrap them. Of course, keep it here. We'll give you the latest on when those rivers crest and the mess they uh, leave behind. Right here, seventy-seven WABC awful story out of duchess county an east fishkill police officer killed last night in an accident this was about six o'clock uh, he was driving in a police car on the taconic it left the roadway we don't know why for unknown reasons and then struck and hit a tree the police officer was rushed to the hospital where he unfortunately passed away they have not given his identity yet i'm sure they will this morning he was the sole occupant of the vehicle no the car's were involved in the accident of course as they release his identity we'll pass that on to you and a big moment for uh southwest airlines and the department of transportation yesterday southwest agreeing to this record-setting civil penalty over last year's holiday nightmare you might remember last year southwest left 17,000 flights were canceled uh leaving two million travelers uh stranded right at the height of the holiday christmas rush this
2: is not just about holding Southwest accountable for the the holidays and uh, plans that were destroyed a year ago, but also about setting a new precedent.
1: That's Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg.
2: We want to make sure the majority of it doesn't go to the U.S. Treasury, but rather goes to customers. So as part of this settlement, uh, Southwest will have to pay $75 vouchers going forward to any other passengers Mm -hmm. over the next three years who are stranded.
1: The good news for Southwest Airlines anyway is this year was better. Thanksgiving, of course, which was a busy travel time. They didn't have problems. They don't expect any problems during the Christmas rush. Let's bring it back home. Actually, let's go up to Niagara Falls. The new welcome center at Niagara Falls State Park now open to visitors. Governor Hochul there yesterday to cut the ribbon. I do think this is one of the most spectacular places and not just our state, but in truly in the world. And. Uh, we talked about how important this is and how beautiful it is. And we're just so fortunate to have it right here. It costs about $46 million to build this thing. It's the Ralph C. Wilson Jr. Welcome Center. It has a museum space, uh, immersive experiences, uh, concession space. I was actually just there with my youngest kid before this thing opened. And it was odd that there was no sort of... You know, welcome center. There is on the Canadian side, but now there is one on the New York side. It's so exhilarating, and there's nothing like it on the entire planet. And it's a sign that there's nothing on Earth at all like this, and we have something that is a treasure. The uh, 28,000-square-foot center features glass walls, a low roof to maximize the views of the falls, and they say ensures it remains a tourism mecca. The governor announcing a $4 million capital grant to help restore the Niagara Arts and Cultural uh, Auditorium. That's the next project they're going to work on. And finally, an event featuring New York Giant rookie quarterback and superstar now, Tommy DeVito, Cancelled at a New Jersey Italian restaurant, according to Nino Congilio, who was the owner of Congilio's, DeVito had agreed to a meet and greet at the restaurant today. However, he says DeVito's agent doubled his appearance fee from ten dollars to $20,000 after last week's win over the Green Bay Packers. Now, you would think maybe they'll go back to 10000 after his terrible loss against the Saints. But Congelio says he runs a small family business, and $20,000 is just too steep for the two-hour appearance. We reached out to DeVito's agent to see if this story was true, that he had doubled his appearance after that game against Green Bay. We did not hear back from him mom.